Hello everyone, this is Shamarki Ahmed, educator, leader, mentor, self-declared comedian, and this is the Black Bean Podcast. Enjoy the show, folks. You're going to enjoy this. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is uh, Shamarki Ahmed, and uh, I'm Kali's uncle. Uh, my family and friends call me Shark, and it's a long story how I got that name. <laughs> and so we'll get into it, we'll, we'll get into it but uh, you know, so. yeah, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, I'm currently living in Minnesota right now, and I just came here for the holidays. And I promised these guys when I came visit Colorado, like I'm gonna do this interview. And yeah. believe it or not, he did. Yeah. Yeah. That's even right. message me out. It's kind of crazy. I'm not going to lie to you, Shark. Yeah. From, from somebody who doesn't even know you, I was surprised you reached out saying that you were in town. Yeah, for sure. I, I had to let them know. Uh, even surprised Khalid. He didn't know I was coming. I, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were going to come. Malik Shagan, that's why. I wasn't told this. I was like, when when I, I was at work, and then all I hear is J- uh, Jermaine text me. He's like, uh, you know your uncle's in town, right? And I was like, hmm? And I called Hoya, and she's like, what happened? And she's like, what are you talking about? Shrek's not home. What are you talking about and stuff? But Yeah, yeah I should have told Jermaine, keep it a secret. But yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I was, again, it's it, the whole uh, big mouth thing. Yeah, he ruined the surprise. He ruined the surprise for sure. Yeah, I really it's did. All, it's all good. Uh, I, he was going to know anyway. Um, yeah, so right now I'm currently uh, working as, a, uh, as an advisor at school. And... Um, uh, in Minnesota, I don't want to say the school name because I don't want you guys to yeah, stop don't. me. <laughs> we affiliates of them. Yeah, I don't want to say the school name in Minnesota, but uh, you guys probably find it anyway. Uh, I have given you enough information to look me up. <laughs> okay, my first question to you, boss, is how old are you right now? I'm currently 35 years old. Okay. And, yeah, but I don't look like 35. No, now. you don't. You look like you're in your early 20s. I'm not going to lie. You, you're, you're a handsome man, Shark. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. You got the good genetics. Um, But when did you come to Colorado? Uh, I came to Colorado this, uh, I mean, two days? Was it Friday? No, no, no. no. But like what? when you first came to Colorado, how oh, old were you when you first I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I should clarify. Oh, huh. Like America? Oh, oh. Oh yeah, America. Yeah. Tell tell me your journey to America. I guess. Oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to hear. I want to hear the short story. Yeah, my, our journey has been really rough. Uh, uh, I was born in 1987, but um, I lived in Somalia, um, the uh, the Horn of Africa, and um, the the da- there was a downfall of government, and in 1993, I think the Americans tried to come into the country and stop it, but they caused more chaos than the solutions. They and did, so they did more damage than good type yeah, of Yeah, they did more damage. A lot of kids got killed in the process. Uh but yeah, we fled the war uh in ninety three and then we came to Kenya. Um and we've been running for like almost like three weeks and we were even in, in on the boat uh to from Somalia to Kenya uh for two days and uh that was the hardest I never starved in my life. That was the first time I ever starved. And so, and then uh, we lost everything. We used to have uh, two houses. Uh, my mom and dad had business of their own. Uh, we were upper middle class family. And so we were doing well. My sisters were educated. Um, one of my sisters used to be a professor. But yeah, um, we went to, um, we lived in uh, Kenya for one, uh, almost six months. 
uh, this was before social media, so no one, everybody thought we were dead. Everybody was like, oh, there's a big war happening in Somalia. And so my dad, on the other hand, he left uh, to Saudi Arabia. He speaks six languages. Uh, and so... Uh, Our grandpa, my grandpa got it, bro. He got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, so he, um, uh, Africa, each country speaks like two or three languages. So if you know, if you travel around Africa, you're going to pick up languages quick. Um, but yeah, he speak uh, Swahili, Somali, English, Italiano. Italian, French, and uh, uh, Arabic. And so, uh, but uh, due to the Somali like having a bad economy, he went to Saudi Arabia and start like working there. And he was a construction manager. Then he just moved him up, and he was getting paid a lot. And so he would just do that for like eight months, and then come home and spend the rest of the time, or come visit any time, actually. But um, he thought we were dead as well, too, so there was a big miscommunication. Uh, our aunt uh, found us in a refugee camp. Uh, she lived in Kenya. She lived in Tanzania, actually, but she moved uh, to Kenya to look for us to, because they say all the refugees are in Kenya. And so we end up living with her, and we had cousins in the United States. She sent us a visa, and... Uh, while I was there in the king, uh, and when my our aunt found us, I I took some ESL uh, classes, so to I was get a head start. Yeah, thing. they yeah. get a head start. Yeah. Wait, did you did you yourself, uh, Sam? Did you force yourself to take these ESL classes, or somebody else told you to? Well, uh, all the siblings were taken, and I just signed up for it. Oh, just, okay. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, but, I got no choice, bro. Yeah, but I learned that adults didn't do their homework, unlike yeah. me. Like, there's like six levels to ESL, and I just like, in, as seven year old, I was in level three already, oh, and so that means I could read and write, and so English. And uh, we end up coming to America, Atlanta, Georgia, in the summer of '95, and then um, I would remember one of the funniest, funniest stories in second grade was that's when I started second grade. Uh, was like, um, what you call, like, uh, this teacher was reading uh, Mother Goose. And if you translate uh, goose into uh, Somali, <laughs> it means, it means, it means uh, boy body part. <laughs> penis, pretty much. Yeah, penis. That's, that's I remember those are good words when uh, yeah. the Boys and Girls Club days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, I was shocked. I was like, what is this teacher reading us? So the book was about Mother Goose and this mother and all this stuff. And yeah, um, that was I think that was one of my favorite. A little fun- bit of mistranslation. Yeah, that was hella shocked. I was like eight years old, like my eyes were right open. I was like, what the she's a pervert. <laughs> and so I was like, what and so I also uh you know, uh it's it's also in second grade is where I got my nickname Shark, um transitioning in. Um so I will remember these two twins, Kevin and Russell. They were annoying. Actually, when I first came to America, I was angry at the world. Like, I was angry. No, I was you, angry. You felt betrayed. You, did you feel yeah, betrayed? Yeah, I felt like, you know, like, the, um, you know, the just we lost everything. Imagine mm-hmm. just one day losing everything. Yeah. Uh, just, like, everything you guys own and you have to flee to another country. And so, like, I was angry coming in. And so, uh, they used to, uh, even someone says my name wrong, I used to be like, what? You better pronounce my name right. And so uh, these kids, they couldn't pronounce Africa. Uh, actually, they told me, like, I tell them I'm from Africa, and they're like, oh. The water. What? Yeah, they're <laughs> like, where, where is that? Where is that from? They're like, and so um, they um, they couldn't say my name, Shamarki, and so they called me uh, Shark. And I got in a fight with them during a recess uh, to let them know. 
I used to get in fights a lot. Really? Yeah, I used to have ah. straight A's, but always, always into fights. Always used to fight. I used to get detention, all the stuff, and so. But I could not fail a class. That was the rule. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. He was a simple vibe, bro. No, 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 no. It's, it's. You could get in trouble, but as long as you're doing good, yeah, everything going good for you. Yeah, you could be. I uh, used to be an honor roll, but yeah. So I told my mom, "This kid is me shark. This is why I got in trouble." And then I translated shark into uh, Somali, which translates uh, yeah. meaning the tiger of the ocean. It means a lot tiger. of tiger sharks. <laughs> the tiger of the ocean means ti- uh, it, it translates to shark in Somali. And so she's all like, wow, what a cool name. And she started calling me shark. Oh. And, and Mom then, started catching the fade too. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she totally forgot my name. And she started like, hey, shark, get over here. Food is ready, shark. Shark this. And I'm like, and then that name just followed me out through my life. And you so had to then, accept it, huh? Yeah, I was like, I just, uh, <laughs> yeah. In the heart of uh, Texas, they call me El Tiburon. El Tiburon. Yeah. <laughs> they call me the heart. So, yeah. You got to, you got to, yeah. with that sound effect, you got to yeah. put the line in the sound effect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, El Tiburon. El Tiburon. That's a hard yeah. name to lie. So the Latin friends of mine, they call me that. And so they're like, oh, El Tiburon, Tiburon. I'm like, shut up, Miguel. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's how I got my name and just a little bit of story, but I'm a huge uh like nerd at the same time like uh the X-Men thing for example. Yeah. He put me on a lot of stuff like all that. Yeah, he always talks about you. Shark, shark. Mono. He always talks about you, dog. Always, yeah. always, always, always. Like anything, anything that has relevance to you would be like, "Oh yeah, my uncle shark like music, music you did tell me that." Uh, películas, movies, you know, all that good stuff. Mm. But you're gonna get something. My uncle's the fact check man. If 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 it ain't, if it came from this man's mouth, uh, yeah. it's not it's not it's not true, man. That's all I gotta say. Right? Yeah, yeah. But a lot of the animes, uh, I watched a lot of. It was a lot of like, a lot of Dragon Ball Z. That is for sure. Yeah. That's I think that's where it started, for sure. A lot of the Dragon Ball Z. I watched a lot of like Adult Swim, so a lot of Samurai Jack and all of that other stuff. Yeah. So everything I know. It's just, it's just basically this yeah. guy, man. But he knows a lot more than me, that's for sure. When he was around you and all this, like, spending time with you, were you like, oh, I'm going to make sure Khalid Omakad knows good, you know, good anime and good all this and that? Or you just didn't care if he was around? Yeah, I just, I just wanted him to be, like, I'm the closest thing to a father. So I just wanted him to be tough, funny, and just, like... Well, he isn't funny, so I think you fucked up there, you know? I just get it, I just get it. Yeah. Nah, just uh, uh, I don't know. I just our family. You you can't. You have to be funny. You can't just be in the house. You are gonna get roast any day. You gotta uh, eat the joke too. Yeah, you, you gotta, gotta take it. You gotta, you gotta take it. Uh, not too hard. You know, you gotta laugh it off right away because it's. Oh, my moon and uh, when I did my hair blonde, remember? I looked like a peanut. Oh man, they they the girls, they, the girls, the girls the, hit this man up up to shark yeah. ball. I think they've never met him. But I had him on the speakerphone, and they, uh, and all, I showed him a picture of him. Right? They said that he looked like a, uh, un, un, like a unpicked, like a '76 overall soccer player. Bro. Oh man! <laughs> like, like it was pretty tough. Like, like, like a 2K. Yeah. <laughs> Shaq, may I ask you a personal question? Go ahead. My personal question was going to be, what was the personal hardship that you had to take upon yourself? Uh, growing up, you know what I mean? Because it sounds like, because uh, Khalid was telling me you're the first person to go into college, correct? Yeah. So obviously that that hardship alone, that hardship alone, there's there's has to been like a 
I want I want to say like um, what would it be like a personal hardship that you yourself had to take? Because it sounds like you hated the world already. Yeah. So how did you did you even change your mentality? Or you're just like I still hate the world, although my mom calls me a shark. You know yeah. what I mean? What was going on through your process? I I, I have to like uh, you know I I the first five years in America um, I really learned uh, uh, you know America through the african-american culture lens and so uh, a lot of my teachers were black and so they used to tell me things like one in three black men go to prison and i've seen a lot of my friends get into prison and uh selling drugs the 90s were not good at all for young men and so everybody was getting locked out no matter what race you were you're just like you know, distractions everywhere and so um i so that like and plus i want to come to america and like my mentality was like, you know, like you can't be a loser. I think like like better yourself. Um, and so um, I remember in Alana, I got in one huge fight. I there was this guy. I don't want to say his name because he might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> for the one time, for the one time. Yeah, just let's just call him Jay, okay? <laughs> let's just call him Jay. And then uh, this guy, uh, we were on the basketball court, and. Um, he was a big bully, and he used to tell people, half of the court is mine. No one could play on it. Oh, he was that kind of kid? Yeah, and oh, so... Huh? No, he was... Well, when did you start getting taller? You didn't, even get, you didn't get taller since, like... Oh, I used to play soccer, and then in fifth grade, I started getting taller. What position do you play? I play uh, defender, strike. Uh, I yeah. play. So, so yeah, the kids are multi. Oh, I know they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they have to be. They have to. Be. I get the ball back. I don't care. I was, uh, <laughs> I was a wing. But you were so, saying though that yeah. the kid that five star. I just we just wanted to know how how big was this kid compared to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was in sixth grade and uh, he was in eighth grade. Oh, so he was an older kid. Okay. Yeah, he was an older kid, but he was a he was a pothead and. He was weak, you know, and so I came on the basketball court, and everybody I was like, "Why is everybody like cramped up on that side?" And then uh, uh, Jay was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm playing here." And he's like, "Get off my court!" I was like, "This ain't your mama's court." And so, uh, and I was hothead Damn. at the beginning, like I didn't care. Damn. Uh, and then uh, he pushed me, and then I pushed him back, and then we he got one good punch on me, and then I got five more good punch on him. And, uh, the ratio sounded good to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, and then w I learned a valuable lesson. Uh, before you take on anybody, uh, observe what's around you. I didn't know, I didn't realize that there was other homies on the other side. Of uh, they were mixed up with the other, and so they start running at me. So now it was like five against one, and so I got the day live kicked out of me. They stomped my face. They almost took out my eye. Ribs kicked. They had timber and boots. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Tim at this time, everybody, yeah, everybody had like Timberlands. This is when Timberlands were kind of oh, yeah, hot. The 90s, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so like every black kid got them Timberlands. Yeah, on. it could be ninety. Heavy it could duty. be a summer. I don't know why would you wear Timberlands with in the, the summer with the laces out. Yeah, and yeah, Timberlands, <laughs> and they kicked the crap out of me. Who plays basketball with Timberlands? I used to always be Deep. like, what's wrong with these kids? It sounded like they were just ready to fight somebody that day. Yeah, That's yeah. That's what it sounded like. So my sisters called the police on this guy. Fair. And so, um. And then, like, he got locked up, and this dude, um, uh, what you call, like, uh, he was raised by uh, his grandma. So he didn't, uh, we met her during the courthouse. I was like, where's his parents? And then, yeah, so he didn't have, like, no direction in life. So, but uh, once, he, they gave him six months in juvie, 
and uh what you call like um i think my mom was like we out of here like this is uh the 90s was really bad like uh girls were the pregnancy rate was up uh kids were joining drugs selling drugs uh, there's not a lot of opportunities, and then like school was a joke. Nobody now everybody takes school serious. Be like, oh, I need to get my degree to get this job. Yeah. Before even if you got a, jo- a degree, you, you, the jobs were not guaranteed. And so, um, my mom was like, let's go to move to Washington State. Mm, that's so, a big jump from Georgia to Washington. Yeah, State, that's a big jump. Yeah, so I moved to Washington when I was in eighth, uh, when I was in going into seventh grade and stuff. And uh, but the good thing was like uh, the homies told everybody I was going to New York, and so no one uh, came so no after me. And here's the reason why they said that to him. Um, they were he was asking where's Shark? Where's Shark? He got out six months later, and he joined the Bloods. And then he said, if I ever catch him, I'm gonna blast him, meaning I'm gonna shoot him in the head. And so that was like uh, that was I think I really got lucky, and because they. When when they get him into the gang, they give him their first gun as well too. No, yeah, and so it, it comes with the initiation. It comes That's, with the initiation. It's like it's like buy, it's like getting signed on a Nike deal, and you get your shoe. Yeah, it comes with the shoe. <laughs> yeah, so that was really uh, that was really hardship. So, and um, what you call like uh, one of the things a lot of people didn't know uh, when before the civil war, Somali before we fled. I got hit by a car. I had a seizures for six years. And I still didn't care who I fight. No, no. I was like, my eyes would roll up. Like, I would get in seizure mode for like five minutes. I, if you could, I drop, if I'm holding a cup, I'll drop it. I was not allowed to swim because I'll drown. Yeah. Ride a bicycle, I was not allowed to ride. But I was still didn't have no fear. That's how angry I used to be. Like, I don't care who you are, come get it. And so, uh, the, and the, that kid was really like, one of the weakest kid I ever fight in my life. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, like, what the, that kid was a pothead, man. Like, kids, if you listen to this, don't do drugs, man. He ran out of breath. Did he? <gasps> Mid-fight? Yeah, in the middle fight. I was like, oh, it's KO right here. His, his adrenaline was a kick. Yeah, and I used to be a more comeback and street fighter fan. Also I gave him. Me on. He put me on. So he knew the combos. Yeah, I was combos. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break this guy down with combos. And so I was winning, but yeah, yeah. So we moved to uh, Washington State later, and uh, my seizures went away after six years of treatment. So I started taking school more serious. I was still, I was always serious about school when I was even younger, because I was like, I don't want to be dumb. Mm -hmm. And so I used to do my homework. Uh, I used to actually tell the uh, teachers loved me because I used to tell other students to shut up. No, no, this man had a hot head, bro. He was, he was hot. Yeah, (laughs) Malcolm. (laughs) <laughs> there's a there's a lot of people in America. Their masculinity never got tested. Uh, they never got tested. No uh, one ever told them shut up. What you gonna do? Uh-huh. And so, that's, yeah, I was. Attracts the education. definition of a tester, man. Yeah. I, I guess so. But yeah. I, I was gonna say you're those kids that tell everybody to shut up when the teacher needs to be quiet. You know yeah, mean? yeah. Because uh, I was like trying to learn. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be a loser. You know. That's like, crazy. So a lot of people will go there for fun and all this stuff. I used to take school serious. He bullied. For education, bro. Yeah. Hey, everything has a purpose. Yeah, yeah. I used to be a, what they, they used to call me an anti-hero. I used to uh, bully. <laughs> Do good but kill people. Yeah, yeah. Time. I was like, uh, they. I used to bully the bullies. Yeah. I remember this one kid one time, he was getting bull up, beat up every day. I was like, uh, I beat up his bully. I came out of nowhere and just punched him. And then um, 
And I told the kid, if you ever, like, like don't stand up for yourself again, I'm going to be your new bully. And so I, That's a crazy Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's teaching people as it goes, bro. Yeah, yeah. So no kid, way. Because like you can't have fear when it comes to bullying. You're like, who cares if he beats you up? But stand up to them all the time. Like, don't take, don't take f- the ass whooping every yeah, single time. Yeah, take the time. Like, I guarantee you, they're gonna leave you alone right away. If you let the bullying happen constantly, again and again and again and again. Yeah, actually, bullying was crazy when I was going to school. They started an anti-bullying campaign when I was a senior in high school. And so now, like, the schools don't have a lot of bullies. All that stuff you guys seeing people getting locked up in the locker room and getting yeah. really bullied in movies, yeah. those were happening in our school during my time. Damn. And like, so... Like dumpsters, kids yeah, in the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> toilets if, and everything, heads in toilets. If you were a short guy... <laughs> my favorite one was when they used to smack the chair. <laughs> Which one? Remember when in the, like in there in the cafeteria, somebody would smack the tray out of your hand? Yeah. Oh yeah. There was something called "You don't need that," and so <laughs> you could have like a cup of coffee, and someone would slap it out of your hand. You don't need that, and so <laughs> if, if you if you were not feared, like everybody would come after you. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, you could have like you could have an ice cream you just bought right now. Someone will slap out of your hand. You don't need that. What you gonna do? And it could be your closest friend. It could be your closest. It could be anybody. (laughs) But you know, I I was, I didn't like that. So I never allowed it. I never. You have to fight somebody for that. I used to pick up the ice cream and throw it in their face. That's what I'm going to do. And so. I know, I know we're uh, heading towards the direction, but I have another question. Go ahead. For this question. Um, So you're saying bullying now, you know what I mean? And you being a counselor, right? Yeah. So from all the hardships that you've seen growing up and coming to America, and you see all the problems, quote unquote, that the kids have now. Um, how do you compare it? You know what I mean? Like, how do you be like, yo, toughen up, but also like in an educational manner? I have another question as well, yeah. but answer that question first. Though. Yeah, you know, we live in an era right now where it's, uh, uh, what was it? Everybody's getting participation trophy. Mm-hmm. Before, they used to be winners and losers. So um, there was no, like, only one team can win. And so you have to, like, better yourself. Um, uh, you know, bullying is good to a certain extent. Like, I think someone Tough should tell you, yeah, someone should toughen you up a little bit, tell you like, hey, you gain weight, you got to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Now you can't tell anybody anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And so um, before it used to be like, if you're fat, you just go into the gym and work out. Mm-hmm. And no one can say nothing to you, you know? Yeah. If you were bad at something, someone will tell you, you're bad at this. And you will toughen it out and you have to get better. Uh, I think uh, something happened along the way. I think 2010 or eight, something happened, and everybody's just uh, be like, "Hey, you can't say that. You can't do that." All this stuff start coming along, you know. And so, um, and you knew who your enemies were. That's the cool thing. You knew who your true friends were and who you your true friends yeah, were. Yeah, when you getting bullied, so if not, nobody's standing up for you or saying, "Hey, stop that," like you know who your friends are. It was so clear. There was no fakeness. There was no social media like that. It was, we had social media. I think um, we had Instagram at the beginning, and then we also had all Facebook. I think Facebook was huge as well, too. But, yeah, then Instagram started coming along. But, yeah, there was that, that's the difference, I would say. Something happened along the way where we can't be honest with people. Be like, hey, you need, you're, like, you're a bum. You're like 24. You s- still smoke pot. You live with your mom. You want to get a woman? You want to like? You want to like be a, a family man? Like you can't. So before they they'll tell you the truth. Hey loser, 
and you have to take the L and turn it into a lesson. Yeah. So it's never it's never a, a place out of disrespect. It's always a unless unless they're bullying you, but it's always the type of thing of like, hey man, we gotta tell you as it is, or you won't accept it yourself, kind of yeah. thing. That's I feel like that's that's what I learned in my family. Yeah. It's always that we're never it's we don't shit on you, but we'll tell you, hey, no. Don't do that. What, yeah. the, what, what are you doing, bro? Like, like Tia, man, what are you doing? One question is, so do you feel like with your knowledge of what bullying was growing up, do you feel like can you apply it to the same lesson today of like younger kids since they have more access to technologies and more ways to really mess with the kid, you know what I'm saying, really bully a kid? Can you still apply that same knowledge and steps to modern day? And yeah. also... Answer that question. Answer that question. First. Uh, okay. I, I, was gonna, I was like, I was like, I had it, I had it, I had it, but I lost. Yeah, the last I think, uh, I think uh, uh, what what I'm really talking about is not really bullying. It's just pretty much honesty. Well, the reason why I bring up bullying is because uh, bullying's been changed countless times. Because yeah. I remember, I remember now it's cyberbullying, right? Yeah. You can only imagine what that was for teen, you know, what bullying was. So that's why I bring the word bullying into it because it's been mixed differently. Um, but go ahead, Hefe. Yeah, I wish cyberbullying happened. I would just unfriend that person. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> block them. That's the like step. Cyber- the yeah, unfriend them and block them. That's it. Like that's like that's that's the end of cyberbullying right there. Like just how to report them. That's it. Yeah. Report them. Get them in trouble. Get their account dis- uh, banned. That's how you end cyberbullying. <laughs> yeah. Well, you ever called a snitch? That's that's what I was gonna ask you. Yeah. Like, dude, I I know I know people hated you obviously because you're trying to learn, but like, like. Dude, imagine trying to be a good person but still get hated on for it. That's why I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a lot of cultural things I'm trying to visualize as well. Yeah, so I was kind of interested. In, uh, when the class started, I was serious. When the class stopped, that's when the jokes rolled in. So I was just like, they always forgive me. It's the people that are new to the class that's taken with me or the ones that would be like, oh, okay, this guy's evil or something. Yeah. And but like when the class is done, we're gonna be joking until like the end of the days. And so like so it was just like a good mixture. I had a good mixture of like uh don't get me wrong, I used to get detention a lot. I used to <laughs> I was my, still a bad kid. My friends used to be like, Give me the answer, what's the answer? Hey, hey you gotta And it was some of them were like telling me in different languages, be like, Hey, hey. Yeah, and then yeah. so like uh what you call like uh that's how I used to get detention. A lot of times I'm telling people to shut up. And they were like, hey, Shamarki, what are you doing back there? I'm like, no. And so I used to always be serious about education because I I knew that was the way out, you know? Like, I I always seen criminals, like the scammers, the, you know, the drug dealers, the all this stuff. Like, they always end up in the grave or in prison. Like, there's, like, one way. And I was like, I don't care. I don't, I was like, I don't want fast money like that. You know, if I have to watch my back every day, like for the ops or, you know, or somebody that's trying to take me out. Yeah. I, that lifestyle was like, anytime someone says gang, 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 I used to be like, okay, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> and so like. <laughs> it was a trick word like, to go oh, Yeah. Anyone's like, oh, I'm from the trenches. I'm like, oh, no, you're not. You're, you live in a first world country. You're not from the trenches. Calm the heck down. And so for those who don't know what trenches means, like the hood or. The, the, the project, the ghetto, or whatever, or the whatever you want to go. But yeah, that's what trenches means. Someone says I'm from the trenches. I'm like, okay, bro, you can stay where you at. It's only in America where you glorify you come from a bad, bad spot. Yeah. Like, 
in Africa, if someone tells you they're from from a bad place, they're gonna be like, "Ew, you from there?" They'll shit, like, they'll rain they, it down upon they'll you. They'll be like, "You from a poor class, and you proud of it? Like, you need to level up." And so it was that there was this the opposite where like in America you could be like, "Oh, I'm from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm from the hood," da, 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 da. and and they'd be like, "Ew!" Like if you were to say that in Africa, they'd be like, "Ew, why?" Why are you from such a poor family? Like such for like it's like it's really a cultural difference. It's a it's, it's a, a shame. Big it's a shame. So like when I when that's why I used to never take it serious. Like I already knew my I already knew who you are. Yeah. So one of the things uh, America, especially if you have a culture, I identify as Somali, Muslim, black man, and so do you like do you identify as an African American? Yeah, I, I've been in America too long. I think <laughs> I, I'm technically <laughs> I'm technically African American. <laughs> I've been here since 1995. He's having my mark, man. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, that's another thing. Uh, you know, one of the things that happen in America is like you lose your culture. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter who you are, you could be someone. You could lose your culture. I was like that. That there was a cool quote we used to always say, like, never forget where you come from and where you headed. So always learn your history, and where you go into future. And those, that's all it means. And so, uh, a lot of people would assimilate. You know, American culture, even whites. Like, if you're, like, from... There's some people that will tell you, oh, I'm from Denmark, and you ask them. They've been here for three generations. Hey, what do you know about Denmark? What kind of culture do they have? They're like, nothing. They can't tell you the Are language. The they can't they're speak. German and stuff? Yeah, yeah, they can't speak the That's language. So Irish. So yeah, awkward. Irish. Like, so just like they don't. They just know like the typical holidays and stuff. But yeah, so there's a lot of assimilations happening in America, and you know it makes sense. You know, to have one culture, one identity. I think that's the direction. Uh, but at the same time, you should always know where you come from. I think uh, I, I visited in Africa for the first time. Um, it was like two summers ago. Yeah, like there was another time where I went to Africa when I was yeah. 14 years old. I went oh. to Africa. Oh. And, you know, at the beginning, I started losing my language. I was like, nah, I started speaking English and all this stuff. And when I went there, they're like, why do you need a translator in your own language? Like, in your own country. It was, like, shameful. So when I came back to America, I started speaking Somali like nobody's business. And so... It's a tra- I, it was training season. It was, it was like... It was, like, it it was, was a like, training month. <laughs> I was like, bro, I can't talk to you. Please talk to me in Somali. So I was just, like, kind of ashamed because, like... I couldn't translate well with my uncles, with my cousins, it's, and just it's, like it's embarrassing. It's like it's, it's it was kind of embarrassing. Yeah. It's like you losing Spanish, you know, and be like, it's like you go back to Mexico. They were like, "Who's this guy? Like he's 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 done." They call me white man, actually. Really? That's uh like uh that's like that means you've been watered down. Like you don't even know your own culture. You pretty much assimilate to what I was talking about earlier. You assimilated too much, where you don't even know how to. Speak. And the cool thing is, it's good to have a second language in jobs. Like, they were like, oh, do you translate? Can you translate? You'd be more valuable. It's going to be hard to fire you if you could speak the la- a second language, you know? Like, unless You're, you do You become some- a valuable player. Yeah, you become an asset. So I always tell stu- uh, people, don't lose your language. Uh, trust me, when it comes to careers, they're going to be like, like, when I'm gone, I'm like on vacation right now. There's like people that are struggling. They'll be like, oh, can you translate in Somali for me? And there's a huge Somali trans- community in Minnesota. Yeah. And yes. so, why, 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 why? All the baddies are at. That's why. <laughs> no, 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 except for now that is it. Is it really why? No, I okay, think. I, was gonna uh, say. I think in the nineties when there was a huge migration to America. Is it like they're Colorado? You know. Yeah. Because I mean? because a lot of a lot of people from Zacatecas go to Colorado. To, uh, Canada as well. I did not know that. Yeah, they moved to, to Canada. Canada well. yeah. Due to to the Civil War, like. Uh, mm. 
what you call Somalis are all over the place, like in Australia, Canada, America. UK. Yeah, yeah. UK definitely. especially. The UK is a big one too. Yeah, so I think wow. uh, the churches in uh, Minnesota play a big role. They, uh, they, they brought a lot of Somalis over. <laughs> and uh, the, then Somalis in the 90s and late 80s, they uh, start bi- building businesses there. And so mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, they got all the cultural stuff you need over there. And so yeah. that's why it just became a hub. It doesn't make sense because Somali people don't like cold weather. Oh, we hate yeah. it. We hate it with the passion. And they still like made it home. Minnesota, they're home. And so it was very interesting. I thought they were going to pick somewhere like San Diego. Texas. Texas. Somewhere warm. Warm. Like yeah. Arizona, for uh, sure. Uh, yeah, somewhere. Like a warm and dry. Yeah, yeah. But they they decided they Isn't go Isn't it where warm and dry is the places you shouldn't go, really? No. <laughs> you know what I'm it's genetics. We're built for it. Uh, I do I do understand the genetics, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm saying for America as a whole. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but have, you, have you ever been to that marketplace in uh, Minnesota? Yeah, they have this one. Uh, first of all, I, uh, man, let me tell you about Mall of America. That place is like really cool. At the same time, the biggest really, mall in the world uh, in America, bro. Yeah, but yeah, so it's like uh, it's a lot of shooting guys lately. Like, mall of America. Yeah, I think this is maybe the. Is it nerf or nothing? It's this is pretty dangerous sometimes. You like, <laughs> but people are not scared. This shooting go- happens next day. There still be people there. It's still busy, packed out. It's still packed out. It's very interesting. But they have this one Somali, uh, Carmel. Um, it's a, it's like a mall for them. It's like three floors, I think. And then they sell everything Somali. Three floors of a mall. They sell everything yeah. Somali. So like food, the restaurants are there. Do they smell like uh, like just straight Somali? It like smells the- like Somali food in there. And so they, they got like... Tea shops, they got barbers, they got like people selling diamonds, gold. They got their own rushka in there? Yeah, they got like three rushkas. When you walk in there, what's the first thing you smell? (laughs) Shout out out to rushka. Rushka is our our family barber in Colorado. Since, damn, since we moved here, it's the crazy part. Yeah, so. So he's a family man, I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, so he's, uh, we've been supporting his business. He's small. We we, we pay him good. We pay him good. (laughs) Why hasn't he made his come up? But I was going to ask you, what do you smell, the first thing you smell when you walk into this? Uh, Burris and pasta means like uh, uh, rice Rice and pasta. uh, pasta. Rice and pasta, always. And with a little bit of meat hints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then, yeah, and a lot of beautiful Somali women. So, there's another reason to go there. But I don't go there a lot because I'm I'm such a busy guy. But my aunt who lives uh, there, she's time time i drive her up there and take her but yeah so but uh that's that uh, minnesota is very interesting itself yeah. i was gonna ask you i'm sure I, I always wondered this about you what was your childhood favorite meal what did what did what did you love that you your ayayo made for you yeah uh ayayo means grandma um technically his mom yeah my mom <laughs> she she was really good at making lasagna she made this one lasagna. It's not all the time. She probably makes it like every couple of months. Special occasion. Yeah, special occasion. And then she put all kind of love in that food, man. All cheese, different sauce, and meat. And like it was so bomb. It was like four layers of lasagna, five layers, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Did I have any? Yeah, I was eating. I was eating. I was eating. I was making sure. Yeah, you don't remember, <laughs> but you, yeah, you used yeah, to, everybody used to, she used to make it enough for to feed the whole family. So. Everybody woofed it down together. Nah, I, what I miss about Washington was uh, the the community. There was a lot of diversity 
which oh. I really loved. When I got here to Colorado, it pissed me off. I'm sure you don't understand. That's what I was gonna ask you. It was it was it was just it was just one setting. It was Mexican, and I was like, I was like, what happened? I remember in Washington, no, it was a bunch of Asians, Somalis. And I remember uh, a couple Russian kids. Yeah. There's a lot of Russian kids. Yeah. They have but they were cool though. They have a huge uh, Russian and Ukraine uh, yeah. in Washington. So they have a lot of different type of immigrants that you don't typically see. And so, uh, but yeah, Washington was uh, Washington was really nice. We used to live in Seattle, and then we moved to a place called Kent, Washington. It's where I call home. That's where I finished my middle school and my high school year. Shout out to Kent Meridian. Um, they used to, in Kent, Washington, they used to have like four high schools and the, the high school I went to is not the high school I was supposed to go. So I was supposed to go to Kent Ridge. They all have Kent in front of them. Kent Ridge. It's, it's all Kent, right? Yeah. Kent. It's like Kent Ridge, Kent Lake, uh, Kent Marion and Kent Wood. Were they all like, uh, did they all have rivalry? rivalry? Yeah, they had, they had a huge rivalry. That's crazy. Yeah. But, uh, the, the four high schools in one city. Um, and then, and then like, uh, they were big, but. I was supposed to go to Cambridge, but I ended up going to Cam Marine because, like, one of the I used to hang out with older guys. I was tall for my age. Yeah. I used to always hang out when I was in sixth grade. I was hanging out with eighth graders. Uh, I used to play basketball, track, judo, tennis. I used to be active. Uh, Damn. No, no, that's a lot. When when he did judo, bro, he he lit, I remember he flipped me. <laughs> he did his shoulder throw. I practiced on him. <laughs> he was, I was like. like oh, you Seeing the floor, I was like, yeah. oh. I used to practice on him. Like, he was a little kid, too. I used to throw him around. Was and it a the, little Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. But the reason oh, I went to Kent Marine was because uh, I was going after the Bill Gates and Melinda Scholarship, which was a full ride, Ooh. full ride to college. And uh, I had to wait until my junior year to apply for it. But before you apply for it, you have to do all these activities. I used to volunteer at, like, tutoring uh kids and i end up getting a job there later but um i used to do all these sports clubs volunteer um but my junior year i ended up applying for the scholarship it was a, um it was a two-parter first part was like you got to write an essay eight page essay each page asks you one question like what do you want to do with uh why do you want the scholarship how are you a leader so it was just like, eight questions and eight page long and so my teacher, I used to stay after school a lot. Uh, shout out to Miss Smith. Uh, she used to edit my papers and all this stuff. So it was really cool. Shout out to her. A lot. Yeah. And then uh, the second round was interviews and, um, uh, you know, uh, leadership activities and stuff. And um, I believe 2,000 people applied. And then I think 500 got it. Um, it was Bill, It was Melinda's idea. Shout out to Melinda. I'm, uh, they're divorced now. But um, <laughs> Melinda, Melinda was uh, what a heck of a woman. She used to give out scholarships opportunities, um, but it was a tax write-off for them. It was nothing. And it's, so, it's to make them look nice. It's a, it's yeah, a, like, yeah. It's just... But I took advantage of that, and you'd be surprised, like how many people, like uh, what you call, like lose the scholarship in the first year. You gotta maintain a good average, GPA average, and people uh, forget about that. Yeah, part, people, huh? people just be losing the scholarship in the first uh, semester and stuff. So. Uh, we had a quarter system, so we have four quarter, four seasons, and so. Uh, but uh, the um, it was I I got I end up going to uh, community college. I was supposed to go to uh, University of Washington, Seattle, um, but I did this summer bridge program before I started in my during my senior year, 
where you could sleep for five days in uh, University of Washington, Seattle, which is a huge campus. And you could sit in classes during summer, and did, we did a lot of activities. But one of the things I really hate about it was during summer class, they had summer class barely some people. If you go to college, people barely take summer quarter uh, semesters. Um, they, there was 400 people in summer in one biology class. At the time, I went in major. 400? 400 during summer. And there was four TAs and one teacher. And the teachers did not care. I was just sitting in there. All I did was, I was going to fail. I was like, and I was the, my sisters went to college, but they never finished. They, they, they all started, huh? They all started. So, something happened. They get married. They stop. They get kids. Life, life happens. Like, life different happened. But I was like, I need to finish. And so I went to a community college called Green, Green River College. And so the funny thing is if you search for that college, the first thing that comes up is the Green River Killer. This guy killed, I think, over 40 women. And so uh, that's a crazy. Yeah, yeah. There was a serial killer in Washington <laughs> called Green River Killer, and uh, uh, my mom rest her soul. She used to say like, "Hey, um, uh, watch yeah. out for the Green River Killer as you go to uh, the parking uh, school and stuff." I'm like, "Mom, he's not looking he's, for he's a tall black man. <laughs> he's looking for an attractive young woman. <laughs> what is he gonna do with me?" And she's, she's the, that was a running joke. So, yeah, I ended up getting my associate. Uh, I joined this program called TRIO, and they work with first-generation low-income students with disabilities. Shout-out to TRIO. If you ever go to college and – Yeah. Still running. Yeah. If you ever go to college, uh, make sure you apply for that program. Uh, they give you a lot of help, tutoring, resources, other res- – you know, like transferring, advising. But, yeah, I ended up going to another small college, which was uh, – uh, Central Washington University, which was two hours away. Um, the interesting thing was, like, my mom, uh, my dad didn't want to, uh, he didn't like America, so uh, he used to live in Africa. He came a couple of times, but he used to live in Africa. Wait, he visited? Yeah, a few Dang. times. Um, and so he didn't like it, uh, but he, um, I don't know, he was too religious of a man. And so, but uh, the my mom, when I was 19, she told me, Hey, in two years, it was just when I'm 21, I'm moving. I'm not coming back. So I had to, like, I yeah, I ended up getting my associate degree right away. Uh, I didn't mess around. I was like, I need to finish this. Start and cranking up the yeah, engine. We got to get fin- and I finished. Went, yeah. <laughs> and I actually went, uh, <clears throat> I went to Ellensburg, Washington, which was, like, farm's land pretty much. Uh, it's two hours from my house, Central Washington University. Shout out to Central. Um, yeah, I, I, I got to end up getting a bachelor of interdisciplinary studies. But the cool thing was like, I think I had the best college life when I was over there. I was away from the family. Yeah. I had to be really focused. There was a lot of beautiful women. A lot of distractions. A lot of distractions. A lot of distractions. Shout out to my roommate, Victor. <laughs> that dude was funny, man. He used to be like, we used to study hard Monday through Thursday and we make sure we didn't take classes on Fridays. So we used to party on Fridays, uh, Saturdays, and then Sunday we'd get back to the grind to in it. the library. So he had multiple girlfriends, and I learned a lot from him. I learned how to you <laughs> know, was, do the mentor. laundry better. <laughs> I learned how to clean the house better. I learned a lot of things from that guy. And so, uh, shout, out, shout out Victor, man. Shout yeah, out Victor. Victor was the man. And so I, it was, he was like, he gave me a good college experience because like, we went to so many house parties. At the same time, we were so focused in school. So he was like, like he he managed he yeah, both. He yeah. knew what you was on and you knew what he was on. Yeah. So it matched both of y'all. Yeah, he, he was like 
take me to the bars, take me to the clubs. Like, like we used to have so much fun. And, uh, you know, it was it was really good experience. And then when it come back Sunday, we just be like, we wake up in the afternoon. It's time, it's time to do work. <laughs> we used to, to eat lunch and go into the library for four hours and do our homework. And so... Yeah, it was it was very it was very uh, uh, rigid, like very strict, fun Sch- schedule. Sch- yeah, it's a, but yeah. it's a it's a healthy schedule. Type it was of thing. a very healthy schedule. Yeah, I yeah. had like fun in college, at the same time I uh, kicking ass at school, kicking kicking butt in school, and oh, so my bad. Should I not be yeah my bad. yeah yeah. <laughs> so uh, there was um. It was that balance you need, you know, in college. A lot of people fell out of college because there's so much distraction. Beautiful woman, uh, this party here, and uh, you know, like I don't, I'm too tired to study. Nah, I was like, I was never on that. I was just like on my focus. And so my mom is gone. I didn't want to live with my sisters. Um, so I, I was, I've been living on my own for a while. And so until uh, my sister, I think. Uh, in 2013, my sister moved to Car. She was in Colorado. Kali's mom. She's like, I need help, so I came through, you know. And so I used to do whatever I can to help her, whether it's like take the kids to school or get a part-time job, whatever it was. It was a lot moving when we it first was, moved. It was yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. And now she's very successful. Her kids are, you know, one. The oldest one is in medical school. And uh, the other one is her second oldest. She has a bachelor's in nursing and a bachelor's in social services. Uh, And, you know, it's good to have, like, a male-disciplined guy in the house, you know, someone that could tell you the truth. Shut up. Forget your feelings. You need to get results. And so that was, like, uh, that was the – I was that guy, you know, telling people always, you and your feelings, you're not thinking logically. This is not the best move. Because I'm very strategical in how I move and, you know, and so, yeah, so it's like it's always good to have that strong masculine energy in the house. And that's what I was. My sisters, they bring that feminine energy, which is good balance for the world. They're Me very both. good at taking care of people. Yeah, they're, very, they're very, nurturing. very nurturing. Yeah, everybody's emotions always taking care of how you feel. Are you okay? And then I come around and be like, nah, you need to be tough. And so because uh, the world is cold and tough and, you know, and so I need to make sure – I even this day I still push Kali to go to school and like better himself because like, you know it's kind of like especially if you're a guy, mm-hmm. um, I think uh, you're from the Latin cultures, uh, so it's like you can't start a family if you if you don't have things in place. You you know you don't got a career. How are you gonna feed your family? You can't lead. You can't you know. So it's just like you need you need to work on all this stuff before you. Uh, before you start a family and start taking women more serious because mm-hmm. like you know you could date here and eventually she's going to say I need a ring and then now what like you don't got nothing together you can't even rent an apartment on your own you know and so a lot of these guys are going backwards i always tell them like you need to work on yourself as a matter of fact the 20s for guys is the worst time dude i hear this all the time yeah because, can I be honest with you yeah, go ahead <laughs> dude I, I tell Khalid's, Khalid's the one that told me that the 30s is the, the time to be alive or whatever. But like, yeah. I don't know. For me, the 20s, I don't want. I know it's gonna be the most worst times of my life. Yeah. Right? Um, but at the same time, I think I'm I'm complaining because uh, I don't know what to expect. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So uh, the 20s is a hard time for man because it's gonna determine what kind of man you're gonna be. Mm-hmm. If you if you 
uh, you know, go to school or uh, get your money up, whatever it is. Make sure you do it legally and ethically. Yeah. You, you don't want to go to prison because you're useless to your family if you go to prison. Mm. And so you can't protect them. You're in prison. Um, you don't know if they're hungry, starving. Someone's going to kill them. You know what I love about you, Shrek? What? Your core value as a man is family. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all that you run off of. Yeah, so I always laugh at guys that are in and out of prison because I tell them, like, you know, you got to... In America, if you go to jail or prison, your record's ruined. Mm -hmm. So one of the things a man is has to do is, like, protect and provide for his family. I know it sounds very old and traditional, but... Yeah. You can't beat biology, you know? Mm. Biology says that we're, like, supposed to be the protector and providers, and our women are supposed to be the nurturers and all this stuff. So it's still there. And, you know, a lot of the girls these days, they'll tell you things like, oh, this guy, he's not, he can't even take care of himself. And when I hear that stuff, and women in uh, in relationship, like, oh, he can't, he, I have to baby him, I have to, that that sickens me down, down there because, like, you, you know, don't don't go to jail. Work on yourself. So sacrifice the twenties working on yourself. If you do that, um, the thirties are going to be really easy. You can live anywhere you want. You can have like you know you can decide if you want to start a family or not. Uh, you know you dictate uh, the more the more you work on yourself, the more leverage you have. No one could come into your life and say, Hey, Jermaine, Khalid, uh, this is how it's going to be. You're going to be like, Stop. And there's nothing more powerful than when you tell people stop because you tell them, like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, for example, like, I have a degree, I have a master's degree, right? And so if the power that comes with that is very interesting is because when you don't have degrees, you have to beg your boss. Be like, please don't fire me. Um, please, um, I have a family. You have to gravel pretty much. But when you have a degree, you're going to say, thank you for the experience. Here's my two weeks. I'm out. And so, uh, and I seen the power of education during COVID. Um, who was allowed to go back into the force and versus who was allowed to work from home? I was working from home. And I was waking up, drinking my coffee, answering my emails. I was getting paid more than people out there busting their butt off getting COVID. So it was just like, it showed me that when you work on yourself, you dictate how your life runs. And so, and you can't tell no one what to do. Like, no one can tell you what to do. You, like, even my old sisters, I love them. I, I always tell them, no, I'm not doing that. Because, you know, when you work on yourself, you decide who, who comes into your life and who doesn't. So, Growing up, to be honest with you, I, f I feel like you was that guy that I needed in my life. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's... Damn, damn. Yeah, yeah, you was that guy. Yeah. He's he's a W uncle, man. He really is a W uncle. I know he is. I can just tell. That's why I love him myself. He's the ideal uncle, man, and that's why that's why I got a lot of love for him a lot. Yeah. So if you don't, if you, especially if you're a guy, uh, if you don't have like a dad that's there for you, um, you gotta find uncles, grandpa. Who are the strongest men in your life? Make sure you hang out with them as much as you can, especially the ones that got their life together. They're doing big things. They're staying out of trouble. Staying out of it's so easy to get in trouble in America. As a matter of fact, most prisoners they have to fill up eighty percent or they get shut down. So they want you to go to jail. Over the smallest things. It's Over crazy. the smallest things. Crazy. The, when I'm in the nineties, they used to lock up people for smoking weed. 
And um, yeah, I remember this kid. He uh, um, he was in a car. He got picked up from this other guy who had weed, weed, weed in his uh, car. They um, the guy who was just getting a ride got three years, and the other guy got five years. He didn't do nothing. He doesn't even smoke weed. He was getting picked up from a soccer practice. He got in the wrong car. And so it's so easy to like now weed. Anybody can smoke weed. But I'm just saying the distractions for men is a little bit higher. <laughs> yeah, so like uh you know the distractions is real for men uh in America because this that's what they promote even on social media like oh do this do that and um I just think like uh Jermaine you know you're immigrant. Mm. You can't come to America and become a loser. Mm. Like there's people dying at the border like fighting to come to this country and you become a loser. Man, that's a slap to the whole race. And so that's how you got to look up your mindset. And from what I know from you, you're the oldest, right? Yeah. So It's, the, it's Garbanzo. So what you decide, your siblings are always watching you. What's Brother Jermaine doing? What's ah, that's what I hate, Shark. Yeah. Can I be honest with you, man? Because yeah. can I ask you, at sometimes when you was out parties and stuff and whatnot, mm-hmm. like you would think about your, your family, Tamian. You would think your family as well, right? And you'd be yeah. like... I don't want them to be doing this. So, He's I, the really? Yeah, I'm the you, baby. You're the baby. Yeah. But even then, if you're the baby, you think I'm about your own kids. <laughs> you think about your nietos. No. You think about these fools. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, well, like, I mean, I get what you mean. I get what you're saying. Like, he's talking about in the position of like me and like Mahmoud and yeah, all yeah. type of thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like uh, the responsibility yeah. you don't like. So he's ask what are, what are you asking about that? Well, you have eyes on you, correct? Yeah. And he's referring that I have eyes on me, but yeah. I, and I told you this. I was like. Man, I really don't want my, I call them my kids, but I really don't want my siblings to be doing uh, this or that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, talk to me, boss. You're the one, you're, I don't know why I what should advice, be talking. What advice are you asking? Hmm, what advice? Yeah, yeah. I think I get what you mean. Yeah, like, I speak your truth, Fifth. Yeah, man. So, um, I think like, uh, you know, you decide what direction the family will go. Mm. If it's all about like people in and out of jail or, mm. you know, uh, you know, dysfunction in the family, uh, you know, structure in the family, um, the family that hunt together, stay together. So you guys got to move like a pack of wolves, you know? And so, um, uh, I tell, you know, my nephew nieces all the time, do better, do better, do better. And then as an example, also uh, lead by example as well too. They, They need to just like, you can't, if you smoke weed, you can't tell people to stop smoking weed. You know? That's not how it works. Yeah, hypocrisy is real. I hate hypocrisy, and I'm trying not to live. Very tough, man. Yeah, even humans, like... But, yeah, Jermaine, you know, like, uh, I think uh, you bettering yourself every day is going to... They're just going to see example of that, and they're going to better. And so... uh, And they also talk about generational wealth. Yeah. It It starts with you, Jermaine. It starts with people, like, your mom and dad bust their butt off to get you here. What you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. So you gotta lead the 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 young packs, the nephew nieces, the mm-hmm. ones that are behind you, to be like, hey, this is the structure, this is the vision for our family. Like my my will of fire, like it gets passed down to uh, to my nephew nieces, and then they're gonna pass it down to my kids. Mm-hmm. And so like like Mahmoud, my my nephew, he's like in middle school right now. Like, he, he says thank you every day because, like, I tell him, like, hey, stop hanging out with those people. 
and start hanging out with these guys. I used to put him in sports, hang out with guys that are smarter than him. Dang. And so, um, yeah, so it's stuff like that. Just back in Washington? Yeah, no back no. in Washington. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's so easy to get lost, you know? And then um, also, a lot of people don't know how to be alone. Like, yeah. they can't be alone. They need someone. Like, even if that person is bad for them, they have to be in their life. Like, you need to learn how to be alone. Like, I'm talking about, like, finding yourself. Like, what are some hobbies on your own? What are some things you should be doing when you're relaxing? Uh, you don't need to be out and about all the time. That's another thing I was going to ask you was, was there these things in your 20s that you're telling us now? Like, all these uh, all these advices that you're giving us. Um, did you have somebody to look up to, or did you just have to turn yourself around and be like, I need to lead myself in example so the rest could do the same? You know? Yeah. I had mentors along the way for sure, um, but uh, you know they can only tell you to stop doing this. But other than that, today, like it's up to you. Your action has to be put in place. Someone could stop say, saying, "Hey, stop, stop like smoking or start stop smoking cigarettes." At some point, you gotta stop. Yeah. You know, you, they could just tell you to stop, do better, all this stuff. But it's up to you whether you want to make the move or not. You know, and then uh, also. Wisdom is learning from other people's mistakes. If I see my friends like going in this direction and it's leading them to prison and uh, dysfunction and uh, ruin their life, wisdom is be like, no, I'm not going that direction. Let me go to the other direction. Let me try yeah. other steps. Yeah, let me try other steps. And, you know, they say like, uh, you know, if 10 of your friends are losers, or no, nine of your friends are losers, I guarantee you the 10th loser. If nine of your friends are successful, I guarantee you the tenth successful person coming up next. And so you got to live that mindset. You you decide uh, as you get older, you look for high quality people, high quality. I'm not just talking about just being friends with everybody. You should always be respectful to people. Be like, hey, how you doing? You yeah. know, I'm Jermaine and uh, I'm Khalid. You know, be but nice to the people. But pick your people. Pick your people. You pick your tribe. Be like, who's gonna? Who's my? Who's my people? You know, you pick your tribe as you get older, and then uh, what you call, like, you look for the highest qualities. If you could get two or three friends or I even one good friend, you're good. You don't need, like, 100 friends. If you got it, it's just a blessing. But if you just, <laughs> you know. No, it is a blessing. Well, yeah, I'm, but I'm talking about, like, high quality. People that are at 3 a.m., your car breaks down somewhere. Hey, don't worry. I got you. Yeah. You know, you, uh, like, you you need some money, like, here you go. Like, you don't have to pay me back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, real brotherhood, real, like, you look for those stuff. And once you, once you get, once you, uh, what you call, like, uh, have that, it's really cool. I have a, I have a test to find out, like, high quality people. So I always look for three things in friends. Are they funny? Because wow. life is serious, right? You need to have funny if people. Can, if they can make a joke about yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, are they smart? Meaning they, they have a direction or what they're saying is like, like out of this world. Like, are they smart? Smarter than you a little bit, at least. And uh, the last one is, are they like loyalty or just generally good person? You know, to be a friend, they need two out of the three. Yeah. To be a best friend, they need all three. And so like loyalty, laughter, uh, loyalty or just kindness. Uh, somewhat be loyalty smart. and smart like you need smart guys on yeah. your like guys that think that different smart. That yeah moves smart. that moves smart that things outside of the box that's like hey you know have you thought about this like so you need those kind of guys in your life like and sometimes you don't get 
the person in all three, but if you can have like those three friends around you, you you'll be all right, you know. Yeah. Instead of just like you know, this guy doesn't bring nothing to the table, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, laughter is always good. I think life is too stressful. That's why a lot of these kids, this generation, they can't handle stress because there's so many things coming at them once. Nah, I had a I had a manager that would uh, when she was stressed out mid work, she would go to the bathroom for like 30, 40 minutes. Like yeah. she would have like a whole panic attack, and she would come back and be like, "Guys, I'm not in the mood today. Right now, we're gonna have to get to work right wow, now." Like, wow! Wow! It's, it's like wow! Damn, that's that's crazy. I, like like you taking out you stress your yeah, stress yeah, on us. Yeah, it's wild. That's like, crazy. It's She's wild. in leadership huh? position. Did she quit? Oh, it's that white lady, bro. <laughs> She's in leadership position? She was, yeah. yeah. Qualified, she oh, got fired. She got fired. Of yeah. course. Like, you know, being a leader is not easy, but you got to be calm and just uh, come up with solutions. And the thing is, there's problems there all the time. Stress will always be there. Whether mm-hmm. you make a lot of money, stress will find a way. So at some point in your life, you got to stop freaking out and be like, you know what? This is a new stress. Let me calm down on myself instead of making irrational decisions. And let me calm myself and figure out stress will always be there. Even if, when you get older, you got kids, you, there's different forms of stress. So stress actually helps us become stronger. We need a little bit of stress. If life yeah. was too easy. A little bit of push. Yeah. If life was too easy, man, life will be boring. Yeah. There would be a lot more suicide. Life will be boring. You need a little bit of hardship, a little bit of stress. You need to be tested, weighted, measured, cut twice, you know. So it makes you who you are. I've been through a lot of stress. Uh, and so, um, yeah, just, um, yeah, I'm just, it's good for you. And you can't freak out every time. That's what people do. What do they say? The first uh, rule of crisis is don't panic. Not panic, yeah. And in that's the, emer- the same thing. In a state of emergency, never yeah, panic. Yeah, never panic. That's the first rule. And that's the same thing for stress. Don't panic and be like, everybody gets through stress and I'm going to go through it. So that's why you have to have those friends that can make you laugh smarter than you, yeah. uh, you know, a, a better good man than you. There's some, a lot of guys that are doing bad stuff. Like they're not good people. Yeah. And you need to have good guys that like, hey, you know what? That could tell you honest truth. Be like, hey, you were, you were the man in high school. You know, you need to, Keep uh, keep up that good work, yeah. and so, uh, or just you're the man, you know, and so uh, or become that man. We will all want you to be. Be uh, going down the path of being that man. Who is a mentor in your life that you wanted to set example by, like continue the 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 fire that they uh, ignited in you? Uh, a mentor. Yeah, um, I'll be honest with you. Like my mom has been a really good mentor. Yeah. Uh, there was another guy named Sayun. Uh, in uh, yeah, 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 uh McBride. Yeah. He was a he was a cool guy. He's a African American brother, and so he was older than me by yeah. ten years. Uh, no, twelve years, I think. Yeah. So he was like, um, he was just he was just a guy that just like he had similar style as me, and uh, but the thing was the fire was always been there. Remember yeah. when I came to America, I told it's myself I don't want to be a loser. So who honed that fire for you then? Who our, was our, able to help you shape that? The environment. Now? The environment. I seen people uh, like uh, I lost everything, and I was like, uh, I want to help my mom. I want to help my dad. So I was like, I gotta go to college. I gotta, I gotta become a better man. And so like, when, when you lose everything, trust me, you want to do better. Yeah. And so uh, you want to be in a better position. And so, is in this world, you either survive or you die. And so, 
and I wanted to survive in in the best way possible. I think this is the the one of the top top few uh, interviews we've had so far. To be honest with you, Allah. Well, I feel like it's the realest interview we had. Like sat down and like you know actually like, uh, an actual person we could sit down to and actually like. Because right now you're dropping jewels up, Shrek. Like you're a captain right now, like a pirate. You just oh yeah, I'm stealing your, I'm stealing this information from you, sir. All the jewels right now. We're just, we're just kind of picking up the crumbs right now, but um. So I, okay, so if you okay, so you continue to do all the because you've always been teaching your whole life. You're always trying to help people through. Uh, self improvement because you also learn yourself. Like I, if if no one's gonna do it for me, I'm gonna do it myself. You know what I'm saying? So you want to teach people that ultimate lesson, right? So after whatever the career that you get, you're continuing the advising and all that stuff. What is that? What is the next chapter? Do you feel like is the next chapter after that? Yeah, uh, I always wanted to like become a college president, and so uh, uh, yeah, I gotta move up in the rank. Yeah. Whether I become a dean in the future, uh, vice president, and what, what schools uh, are you aiming for? Uh, just uh, pretty much like the thing about working in higher education is uh, colleges is like you got to move around. Yeah. Because some people be in their position for a long time. Like if I want to be a director, mm-hmm. I have to go to uh, let's say Colorado schools. Like if Ames has a, bu- I'm at UNC. Yeah. If Ames has a director position, I have to go to Ames. And then if a dean position comes up later on, uh, and it's at CSU, I have to go to CSU. And I'm still traveling within Colorado, but you have to move all. You're moving forward, but yeah, different places. Yeah, because, forward. like, for example, like, my if I get a director position, I might hold it, like, for, like, three yeah. to five years. You have to. And so, yeah. like, yeah. You got to hold your residency. Just yeah, a you got to hold your you hold your position so there's nobody taking, like, no one can apply for your position. Yeah. So you, you got to go to another school. And then come back. You, I can still end up coming back to UNC and become a vice president or something like that. Damn. And so, like, you got to move around to people who work in higher education. They know the rules. And that's the same way for corporate. You know, like, you got to move around. Like, yeah. you got to work for this, work for that, and work for – and then – but, yeah, so it's just, like, uh, you, you can't afraid to take risk. Like, life is about risk. Yeah. You got to take that risk. You got to always apply for that position. Besides, besides education, what path? What other path did you want to take uh, younger as a kid? Did you, uh, was there another path? Did you feel like there was uh, another something you wanted to do out of your own enjoyment? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, it was weird. I when I first go to college, I wanted to do like uh, be in the medical field and go back to Africa and help out somehow, but. Uh, I sucked our organic chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> organic chemistry. chemistry is not even... Yeah, uh. but but I'm not worried that about that now. We got, like, uh, my niece who's in the nursing field. Yeah, we got already, Mahmoud already got on lock. And Mahmoud's in the doc, like, on the second year of residency yeah. going in. And so, like, I'm not really worried about, like... So, we have, we have people in the medical field. Yeah. Um, They're living out the dream you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was not for me. And that's the thing for people to go in college... Like, just because your one door is closed doesn't mean another door was not going to open up for you. Yeah. Like, who would have thought I would work in um, higher education? I didn't want to work in high school. I and feel stuff. like it fitted out perfectly. Yeah, it worked It worked very well. Like, uh, even when I'm done with uh, higher education, I want to own my own college. Yeah. So, like, I think for a man, you never stop dreaming. Everybody, that includes everybody, young women too. 
um, young ladies, uh, just always self-improve. Like, say what's next. And, you you know, having dreams in life or something you're working towards for a purpose is going to help you stay focused. Yeah. Because when you have a lot of free time, you be like, get into wrong things. Or you just sleep around. And uh, time is the most important resources. Billionaires, uh, trillionaires, they would... Kill for time. They will kill for more time. They will pay all their money for more time. More and time. so you got to like, money. you got to like, uh, what you call like move with like, you got to have something in place. And it also keeps your mental health in place. Be like, I'm working towards something. Like it's a long dream. You like got to have goal. short. Yeah. You got to have short dreams and long dreams. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it keeps the candle burning. Yeah. At the same time. It keeps going. You got to, it keeps you going. You know, like for me, like I'm not even president yet. Yeah. I'm already thinking about owning my college yet. So like it's just like speak it into fruition. Type yeah, of like yeah, you know what you want. yeah. So you always have to have something that you're working towards. Like if it's even it takes you twenty to thirty years, it's something you're working towards, yeah. and it's gonna. If I achieve it, man, the next generation is gonna be set. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And so, uh, um, I, I think that's the big thing too. We li- we live in this world. Um, you know, we improve ourselves, but you also have to ask yourself, what are you leaving behind? What's your legacy? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you, what are you, like, if you come from nothing, you better leave something. A little, just leave. Yeah, leave just leave, just leave, leave a, what is that, the will of fire, which is that, that keeps the other guys from burning. Like, you know, I would say, uh, I think Mahmoud has my will. Mm-hmm. Like, he Without wants, a doubt. yeah, he yeah, yeah. So he, like, you know, and my other nephews too, they have it. Um, and Shout my nieces, yeah, they do, they do. So, like, He's he's already thinking about generation wealth. You know, he's like, uh, he's like, I'm gonna go to medical school. I'm gonna become a doctor. I'm gonna uh, work this many years, uh, uh, pay some debt off, make money, go into real estate. He already has a setup. So it's just like he 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 told me he has a 20 year vision. So it's just like that is the kind of stuff you leave behind once you work on yourself and other people see you. Yeah. And you have to mentor people, man. Like, they're not going to become great right away. You got to mentor them. Whether it takes 10 years, 20 years, it don't matter. If it's your family members, especially the young man and young woman, you got to mentor them. Be like, come here. Take them out. If you have a little bit of money, take them out to the movies. Hang out with them. Like, that's what what they're going to remember. Like, how fun was my uncle? How much time he spent with me? And all that stuff is so like you got to put in the time a lot of people don't want to put in the time they're like selfish me 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 they just want they yeah. just want the end goal but they don't want to put in the work yeah they're like why is my family not great like why are we got a bunch of losers in the family well there was nobody that give them a vision and i'm a visionary leader i tell them like here's the vision we're not going to be losers like we're going to win and so uh and we're going to win the right way i think that's very important right no way. shortcuts no yeah. Know this stuff. We're gonna win the legal, ethical, like the I don't halal know. way, bro. Yeah, the halal way. The yeah, halal I don't want to stand in front of God and be like, "Hey, man, I sold, I sold like you know three billion worth of drugs to get my family up to this level." No, I don't want to do that. So like, um, the uh, the things that are gonna stick takes time. The hardest things in life you have to work for. Like they're not given easy. Nobody wakes up one day and be like, "Hey, I'm successful." That person sacrificed so much, 70 hours, uh, building the business, doing all this stuff. Like they have, like I said, they have to go through the fire, and some people never go through the fire. Yeah. So um, that's 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 what I would say. I would say self improve, 
is uh, one of the things I always preach. And so, and I'm always preaching. Be like, yeah. do better. Like, I don't care who you are. I used to, I used to work with uh, a youth uh, teenagers. Nobody wanted to work with the teenagers when I was uh, uh, in the Ken Youth and Family Services. Shout out to them, KYFS. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I used to work uh, for six years. I used to work with teenagers that were like not graduating high school, like come from broken homes. And man, I used to run basketball tournaments, soccer tournaments. I used always to, that computer lab. Yeah, computer lab was my favorite I, one. Yeah, computer, yeah, teach them uh, computer classes. Like, what was that one like a white lady that was in the computer lab? Oh, Miss Tanya. <laughs> Miss Tanya, she was like a Russian IT specialist. She used to try to teach kids how to do IT. She, she hated everybody. She hated so, everybody. She liked so me, though. It was so fu- She yeah. only liked adults, but it was a bunch of sh- uh, little bad kids in her class. So yeah, was, yeah. I used to fun. say, don't do that. And then she used to call me when she used to talk to the bad kids. Oh, no, yeah. And I was... I was funny. Everyone was scared of this guy. I ain't going to hold you. Yeah. When he got serious, it, yeah. was not, it was not time to play. I used to kick him out for two months sometimes. He'd be like, all your friends are having fun, field trips, going all this, mirrors, games, zoo. You sit out there because you don't know how to act. He'll make you watch. I'll make you watch because <laughs> if you come around here, you're going to act right. And so all the bad kids, you'd be like, oh, shark. I don't want to mess with Mr. Shark. He's out there. <laughs> having too much fun. Yeah, he's, he's out there. And then I used to mentor a lot. You know, I used to be like, hey, come to this college with me. And, uh, you know, like just uh, I used to have a, a, a late night for teens. Like we watch movies. We hang out. We, we have hot topic conversations. I used to have programs like that. And so I used to always know how to talk to young people. Like that job taught me a lot of how to talk to my nephews right and, how to talk to the kids, younger people. like You got mentored and to be able to talk to the younger generation. Yeah, yeah. I, I just end up accidentally mentoring a lot more than I thought. And so, um, and uh, when I went back to Washington State uh, in 2019, um, I seen a lot of those t- kids in colleges. Everybody was in college. Everyone. <laughs> Everybody was in college. Everyone made it. Or they started their own business. Damn. That was crazy. They're, and they're all good at tech. Uh, they're re- Washington is huge on yeah, tech. Tanya, Tanya, yeah, <laughs> they're they're really good at tech, and I was like, man, these this kids, you better be careful. They could scam your phone, and so <laughs> hack your phone if they wanted to. Out of their own pleasure, if they wanted to. If they wanted to, I don't tell them if I ever catch you that doing that. Watch out. We're gonna have some problems. I am the law. <laughs> I am the. I'm gonna assassinate you, like yeah. you say. Yeah. Uh, Shark, what I was gonna ask you was, do you feel some sort of accomplishment when you see things like that? Yeah. In your life, or do you do you like? Job ain't done. We still gotta keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I see. Um, if if one person is successful in each of those teens' uh, life, I guarantee you everybody's gonna try to follow suit. At least half of it is gonna follow suit. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, "Oh, my brother got a computer science degree. I need to step my game up." You yeah. know? Yeah. And I tell I tell the kids I mentor, you need to mentor your brothers and sisters, like mm-hmm. your little cousins, nephew, what whoever is behind you. You know, be worry about them, like, and worry about yourself. Don't worry about the adults. Adults are gonna do whatever they they, they do them. They do them. Don't try to worry about what they're doing. Um, you know, and so just worry about uh, because uh, you know when my time is up, the the next generation is up. I always tell them like when I die or when I go away, you up next, and always learn from me. Like, ask me now while I'm still alive. Like, what should I do in this situation? I mean this. What's the vision? How do I get there? What are the steps? And so uh, ask me now. And so like because you're up next, 
I always tell them you are you need to start acting your, your age. I think that's a big thing in Somali yeah, like, culture. Says, yeah, you gotta yeah. act, your age, act like your age. If you want to be taken serious, start acting like your age. age. Yeah, don't be like be like twenty years old and you acting like a twelve year old, always screaming and yelling. Relax. Talk, yeah? talk right. <laughs> yeah, talk right. Like you got to be taken serious. Yeah. So if you want people to take you serious, act like you actually adult, mm. and so act like your age. A lot of people are not told that. And so I tell things that shock people all the time. Always be shocking. Be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you talked to me that way. And so accountability they, they is very important. Too, they take it too offended. Sometimes it's just what they need to hear. But Yeah, they always say thank you at the end, though. Yeah, sometimes they always be like, what? Like, what the hell is that? Yeah, yeah. I tell them, like, uh, I'm not afraid. I tell people, you're losing right now. When are you going to win? And so... Like, yeah, like, just guys that's just wasting their time and just watching YouTube videos all day. I have a question. <clears throat> if you are 18, fresh out of, about to graduate out of high school, right? And I wouldn't say you got nothing. Obviously, when you're 18, you don't have nothing. You don't have a car. You don't have nothing. And, but you're living in America, right? Uh, would you suggest this person go to school, although he has he or she has nothing for him? Or does he or she go into the workforce, do something, get a little bit of money, go back into school, and then go from there? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I truly believe like uh, uh, going to school is one way. And don't try to take out too many loans. Find scholarships. Yeah. But if school is not right for you, you need to find a job that is going to help you start up a business. Let's say uh, school's not right for you and uh, you always thought mechanic was really cool. Get a job as a part-time changing oil. See how the business works. Talk to the manager. Be like, how did you start the business? Learn as much as you can, you know? And then whether it's going into tech, getting, you know, whatever it is, I would say if school's not right for you, learn from the managers of whatever you want to do. If you want to own a bookstore, for example, you need to go find a job in a bookstore. Like, how did you start? You start interviewing. There's something called informational interview, which is really cool. It's like when you take 10, we write down 10 questions, you know, how did you get here? What are the paths you took? You just, you send an email to anybody in the community, you know, whether they're lawyers. Yeah. Yeah, you, you like set up a meeting. Somebody of power in some position. Yeah, whatever, whoever you want to be. If you want to be mayor, like try to set up something for an interview and have those questions ready, like, Hey, I want to do informational interview and be like, I just want to see what your job is about. So I think education is not the great equalizer. It doesn't solve everything. But you need to educate yourself, though. That's a fact. Because once you learn knowledge, nobody's going to take that away from you. I have a master's degree. And every time I get a degree, whether associate, bachelor's, or master's, I always look at the certificate. I'd be like, man, I could print out the certificate. This is nothing. Yeah. But... The real degree is in your mind. No one's going to tell you how many times you want to quit. It's just a you want to cry. You want to be like, this is, I, I can't go. I'm depressed. I'm like, I just fell a class. I, I'm too scared to retake it. And no one's going to tell you the suffering you went through. That's what the real degree is, like the suffering you go through. And because anybody can print you out, oh, you got an associate degree. Oh, you got a bachelor's degree. I could go, yeah, yeah I could go to, uh, you know. Uh, uh, or yeah, 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 print it out for you and, you know, like play it on the, um, what you call it, Photoshop or whatever, you know, yeah. just uh, to make it look good. Um, 
it's easy to forge yeah forge yeah something. so no one knows the real journey but i say if school is not right for you you need to go to somewhere where you're building if you are like man um you know it's, it's not right for me but i really want to go to real estate ask real estate people like hey how did you get here what did you got to do they might tell you to take classes here or there but always try to find a job like i always say like find a job and if you poor in america you better make moves i'm telling you right now you better make moves right now because like take advantage of financial aid take advantage of things that and stop taking like like you're not going stop failing classes like you can't be failing classes and you poor you can't you can't if you're rich you can afford to fail classes but if you're poor you get your financial aid taken Everything and mama ain't going to pay for it dad is not going to pay for it and so I would say always take advantage of your financial aid and your opportunity given. Always look for scholarship if you go to the school route. Always be hunting for scholarships. They're always giving out money. Their money's always there. People are like, don't apply. I have a good example of this. Tax write off. Yeah. <laughs> there was this, uh, they were giving out this computer science uh, scholarship for women, and nobody was applying for it. After three years of looking for somebody to apply for it, they just said, you know what, let's just give it to a guy. And they give it to a guy. Damn. So the scholarship are always there, but if they're running out, like, they're looking for a certain type always, the yeah. certain GPA. It's always a certain demographic. Yeah, and if your GPA, you know, like, uh, is not like they say they want a GPA that's like 3.3. If you got a 3.0, I would say still apply for the scholarship. You y never know. If you know. really convince them, you could convince them. Yeah, you, you never know. You never know. You know, you'd be like, my GPA went down because of COVID. You could write it somewhere in there. Uh, but, yeah, I would say always be hungry. Always be hungry. Never be full. Like, that's when you get lazy and sleep. Uh, do you have any questions for us? I always wondered. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. What, 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 what are you guys going through right now? What, what are some, uh, like, what, why is it, like, uh, what are some things you've seen in guys that are, like, this, uh, like, did, what am I seeing as guys do? Yeah, what are you guys in your 20s doing that I'm talking about that? Key? You guys seen some of the stuff um, I'm talking about? A lot of distractions towards women. Um, th th thankfully, Khalid got me out of that yeah. uh, heck hole. That was terrible. What was, have you have you remember a pimp named Slipback? You yeah, know how yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. that dependency? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, what he, that's what he diagnosed me with. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's right, doctor. Yeah. Um, What's it called? Um... A lot of, a lot of, uh, it's like, you know how you want, you know how they want you to feel like mesquin for them or like feel bad for them and type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are like, so they project their sadness around the people around them. Yeah. In its own weird way. So there yeah. could be, there could be a drunk fool be like, I'm going through this and this, but they'll drag you in the sense of like. Like it's like it's like a hard it's like a it's like a another distraction in itself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you don't need sometimes you don't need that distraction. Like I don't need to be hearing, uh, what's the, I don't, I'm trying to figure out a good example without sounding like without sounding like an asshole because because like a lot of these people they they're they're going through a lot of like family situations not even family situations and stuff. It's like they're going through their own life. But they s use whatever they're going through. They'll like rub it off on you. Yeah. Like okay, so let's say let's say if the girl 
cheated on them on this on this yeah, right yeah. they'll self-destruct but they'll add you into their self-destruction yeah so that's 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 one of the few things that i'd be seeing a lot i'm not gonna lie to you yeah um a lot of people trying to represent something they shouldn't represent like a lot, like like the thing about getting out of the ghetto, this and this. Like, there's nothing wrong coming out of the suburbs, bro. I ain't, like, I I personally, I f- I know that my family has been through it all. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm never gonna take that away from them. But alhamdulillah, they have given me a good life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, I didn't I didn't have to go through all that gang and all that this and this and this and this. And like, I feel like I feel like it's okay just saying who you are. And I feel like people are like, like instead of proving, they're trying to prove something that they're not. It's like trying to prove something that they don't need to be proven. Mm. It's the it's the sense of pride. I feel like that has turned, because yeah. like like in your time you would test somebody in front of them, right? But now it's more like, it's like their pride or like the sense of like feeling important has changed. Mm. I don't I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's like. I don't know. The view of manhood has changed. That's yeah. for sure. That is for sure. Like what a real, what a real, what a real man is, or what a real man ain't. I don't know. I, f- I think that's what the difference is. That's what I be seeing personally. Yeah, I, I I seen. Uh, there's a lack of accountability. That as uh, well. Yeah, that as well. It's like uh, everybody's blaming the the way that life is going on. Like, oh, my mom this, and uh, my did, uh, you know, my environment this, and. Uh, I did that uh, because nobody loved me. But I, you need to love yourself at the same time. Be like, yeah, not, not enough self love for real. Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like yeah. So there's a lot of people walking around these days that don't know their self worth. You know, be like or their potential, or uh, they don't take responsibility for anything. But Shark, I have a question. Yeah, go for ahead. those people who don't take responsibility and their own thing, you know what I mean, that are misguided because you said there's a lot of people that don't know their self-worth. Yeah. Do you care for them, though? You know what I mean? Like, you got to worry about your own struggles. I mean, like, what my dear always told me is, like, ironically, she said, you can't save everybody else's problems. You that's, know? that's good. And that's I was good. like, mm, I guess, you know? Yeah, mind your business. Mm. That's another one. <laughs> that's a really good one. Sometimes. Yeah, mind your business. There's a lot of people be like, oh, um, I, I work in colleges. They be like, oh, um, I failed this because I was helping my friend. They were homeless and da da da. I'm like, what about your real responsibilities? You know? Or just like, um, the reason I'm failing my classes is because my boyfriend broke up with me. My girlfriend left me and cheated me. I'm like, so the world doesn't care about your, what are you going through? They just want to know, are you going to be successful or not? And so people are expecting a lot of uh, exceptions. Yeah, yeah, a lot it, of exceptions. And we make a lot of excuses for people these days. Be yeah. like, oh, he's going through this. Yeah, they're going through it, but do they know how to fix it though? Like, what what steps have they taken since they're going through stuff? Yeah. Everyone's go through stuff. Everyone is. Yeah. So just keep in mind, there's always you have it better than someone, and someone has it worse than you. Yeah. Like. I remember when I was in high school, one of the places I volunteered while I was applying for the scholarship was uh, Children's Hospital. Uh, and then, like, I worked, uh, there's some five-year-olds with cancers. That really opened my eyes. They were praying every night, talking about, please, God, let Save me live. Me. Save me. Like, get rid of this cancer. And so anytime an adult comes around and 
since then and complain about their stuff. I'm like, shut up. Be be grateful. There's kids out here dying. Yeah. And, you know, you live in a first world country, too, where it's like you got water, you got food, you got all this stuff going for you. So it's like I get it. Everybody goes through mental health, which is and if you're going through mental health, you better speak up. You know what's a crazy thing to subtract? I was going to say, through all of that, I feel like a lot of people would say that's not enough for them. That's the crazy part. Yeah. Like, if, like going, th- like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I know some people who would hear that. Who, who, keep in mind. Well, that is crazy. Like, uh, a lot of people say that, that you're saying, a lot of people, a lot, all the things that you said on this podcast, this hour-long podcast, would think you're crazy, that you're in some sort of wrong, you know what I mean? I agree with you on that one. Uh, the fact that you don't feel sympathy for them. They 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 uh, feel like you disrespected them in their own sense. Yeah, I do. I That's do. What changed. I do feel sympathy for them, but, but I want them. Like that. I I want them to get to the next stage though, where we start making moves. Yeah, I don't want you to like because like let's say you, you know, spill a cup of milk or something like that. You're gonna be like, oh man, what have I done on the carpet and all this stuff? But when are you gonna get up and clean it? You know. Like at some point you made you, the mess. Yeah, you know <laughs> you play a role in this mess, or you got yourself into the situation. Like I'm at the part where it's like, I want you to win. I don't want you to be crying and whining all day. At some point you got to sit down and say, what are some solutions? What are some ways I could get out of this place? So that's where I'm at. I'm on the next stage. You guys are on the first stage where you guys are whining. Complaining how dare see, this happened to me. See now that does it understand why I don't overreact on certain situations when you tell me? It's because this he tells me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is where I get it from, bro. Like yeah. this is like, like I. It's not that okay. I feel that, like I get it. You know what I'm saying? Some people we all going through stuff. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. We really all go through yeah, some yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like sometimes it's within your own control. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, Very much so. Sometimes you can be like, alright. This is the change I want in my life. You know what I'm saying? Some people, some people don't see that, Shrek. That's the crazy part. That's 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 the thing I wanted to tell you. You know what I'm saying? Some people.